I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
I ain't been on stage in a year, so let's see what I got. Outside of that, what's happening in the news, Lori Hogan? Listen, um, it's been a lot of stuff happening in the news cycle this week. I think we've got a lot of topics. Well, before to you get to, I know what you're ready to talk about, but before okay. we go there, let me let me go on the defense of my guy. Cuomo. Before we do that, okay. we got to say Happy International Women's Day. Happy International happy Women's, Women's Day. Day. You know, we, we always acknowledge that. women on this page because yes, we, we are do. on this platform because we adore women over here. Yes, we, we do. do. We do. Uh -huh. Okay, but now you can go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so we want to. I want to acknowledge the fact that I know that the, the attack on Andrew Cuomo. I don't know personally I'm here. if it has any see? validity, but I really feel the conspiracy of because no. he stood his ground about the whole coronavirus, the way he if handled it here, in New York, the way he stood long, up to the, to the Republicans and to the Trump administration. I think this um, is just retaliation on him, and I'm sorry. He may have inappropriately touched somebody me? on the shoulders or whatever, uh, but y'all making it way text, more than what it is. And if you're a 23 year old and a 60 something year old, or proposition you, okay, so if you so take you the see, money, that ain't no uh, trick. Yes, that is can. called Captain, a business transaction. Me, <laughs> like this, um, I'm just saying, because y'all all coming out against Andrew Cuomo. Leave Cuomo alone. Y'all better be glad that Chris, they got a cap on Chris, because you know Chris is gangster. Chris going to say how he feel, but he can't. They got Chris on lock. He can't freestyle. He's very overprotective of his family. Listen, um, I'd like to say this. I It is International Women's Day, so we are not going to deny any uh, woman's experience. But I think that the investigation should happen. Mm -hmm. Let Letitia James do her job. I don't think he needs to resign as of now. No, definitely I don't not. agree with that because we've had several, you know, individuals on the other side of the aisle. Case in point, Trump. He had the whole Access Hollywood tape where he was, you know, blatantly admitting to sexually harassing women and he still was able to keep, you know, his seat in office. Not comparing the two means to I think that let the investigation happen because I think the one thing that Cuomo's doing that others really haven't is he's apologizing. He's saying, if that's your experience and if that's how I made you feel, I apologize. It wasn't my intent. So he's not necessarily admitting his wrong, but I, acknowledging the experience that these women have, I think is very responsible and he compassionate did, on his part. He didn't admit his wrong, but that apology was weak as a old lady's chair, baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Oh, I saw that apology. It was like, I'm reading these. And what I did not like about it was, it was that it made like they made him seem like they forced him. It, really? I, it. To me, it felt forced because yeah. those Cuomo's stand their ground and say how they feel and don't back down. But he is in a position where he does not want to not be the mayor of New York. I get, I mean, the governor of the state of New York. And I get that. Mm -hmm. But just what you just said, that was a great point that you just said. And he said on his apology, y'all voted me in. I'm not stepping down. Right. We said this about Larry Lightfoot a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the country, the, 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 the state of New York voted for Cuomo. So mm -hmm. if, even if y'all got 25,000 uh, uh, 25, people that's upset with him, them 25,000 are not going to outweigh who all voted for this man. So y'all need to just deal with it. I'm like you, Lauren. Let the investigation play out. Pull out whatever stops y'all gonna pull out because y'all know it's all a conspiracy scam. But I, I'm team uh, Andrew Cuomo until it comes out, you know? And I'm, I'm sick of them. All these women coming out now, child, they came out against Trump. And I'm like, you know, Trump did lose his job. So I don't know. I, I just think it's a very sticky situation. And until proven guilty, I'm still team Andrew Cuomo. So Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, everybody is innocent until proven guilty. And I hate to go here, but I am a little skeptical. 
because one woman that came out today is a known, you know, adversary of Cuomo. She and Cuomo have had issues, and she came out today. Again, not denying anybody's experience, just, you know, expressing my transparent thoughts. I'm a little skeptical about that. And then one accuser also said that, you know, she was sexually, you know, harassed by Cuomo, and one time he hugged her, and she could tell he was aroused. And I was like, well, well how could you tell? What does that mean? So I need a little more receipts, a little more, you know, he had a story. He had a he had a Woody laid up on her. <laughs> she knows she liked it. I don't know why she front. I don't know why she on front and just say, "Oh, I felt that monster on me." But if that's the situation, why don't you <laughs> say that? Why don't you say that? You know, I could felt that. You know, I felt he was, you know, erect when he hugged me. She's saying I could tell that he's aroused. Nothing's wrong. And see, that, that's a that's a touchy, touchy subject because as a person who can get aroused and be standing you know because i know the difference between sticks and stones i'm a stick not a stone <laughs> anywho he might have been aroused already and it, before he hugged her and you know from something else and they just hugged at an inappropriate time and she felt his erections you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah. so i'm with you lauren give us some more details about that because he might not have been looking at your funny looking ass he might have been looking at somebody else and you just was there to be hugged at that moment so you reap the benefits of him looking at another woman yeah i'm just and he said, you know, too, he was like, you know, I'm Italian. My family were very lovey-dovey. We were affectionate people. So he said, I never meant to make anybody feel uncomfortable. Again, I'm not denying any woman's experience. I think that it's great that people are coming forward. And I think it's also interesting, too, that Andrew Cuomo's at the forefront and all these GOP lawmakers are saying that he needs to step down in New York, but nobody's going after Jim Jordan. Well, let me tell you what I most admire about Andrew Cuomo. He ain't back down from yeah he, he, every day he's talking about it he's not avoiding it yeah he's not scared he's standing take he putting they holding his feet to the fire yeah. he's saying burn me because i'm coming with it that's mm -hmm. what i respect the most about him. uh y'all okay. weigh in on this what y'all think especially if you in new york or in that area y'all y'all let us know what y'all think because i'm mm -hmm. sorry i'm still team cuomo well, let's it. talk about Megan. Because Lauren wants to talk about I it. I sure do. Hey, y'all, I sent Flame a text. I said, make sure you watch the CBS interview because it's going to be deep. I saw the trailer. So what what did you think about it? I think my black girl magic joke still works to this day. <laughs> that Miss Megan Markle got the whoop-bop-bop-bop-bop, shazam, shazam, wop wop la bop 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 And she have hooked her a prince that is so good that he said he don't even want to be a prince no more. That's when you know it's fire. I, mm -hmm. I love that Harry stood by his wife, and I love that Harry experienced what mm -hmm. happened to his mother. And he didn't say it to us per se, but the insinuations of I'm saving my wife from the tragedy of what happened to my mother, that he actually said that, not verbally, but in, in his mannerisms and the way he spoke. I was with that because, you know, uh, from what I know of being a woman or uh, being with a woman and pretending to be a woman, I want to feel safe. I want to feel protected. Women love to feel protected when they with a man. That made her feel safe. She didn't feel safe over in England. It was doing too much. Yeah, I, mm, I have a lot of thoughts Come about on. this issue. Tell it. One, I'm very happy that Megan finally got to use her voice and really express and explain what she was going through. The fact that, you know, the, the UK press was really twisting everything. So that way it, it made it seem like she was this big villain. And in some instances, it was Kate that was messing with her with the whole bridesmaids thing. Like, I don't understand how you make somebody cry right before their wedding. I think that's absolutely crazy. And I also think too, this whole issue around having one, a discussion about 
Archie, their son, is not gonna is not getting security. He's not getting a title. But you also had a conversation about, well, how dark is his skin gonna be? Which to me is crazy because I think a lot of people forget the simple fact that there was a black queen of England once upon a time, and her name was Queen Charlotte. How dark was she? Queen Charlotte was darker than Megan. Megan ain't that dark. Well, I know Megan is <laughs> she's light, but my thing is there was a black queen of England once upon a time and I feel like when we talk about when you write history I hope you write it correctly is as much if you look at images of Queen Charlotte she looks whitewashed in some photos but some you can actually see her true hue she was black you, you know what's disheartening about the whole black and white situation is that or black and light dark and light skinned black people what if he would have took a dark, dark woman home? What if he would have mm -hmm. took a woman as dark as Lupita Nyong'o? As gorgeous as she is, but that black. Mm -hmm. Baby, the queen would have probably had an old stroke right there and just said, well, you know what? Y'all been trying to get rid of me. Let me just go, because I can't do it. But the, the gag is, Oprah went on CBS this morning with her good girlfriend, Gail. With Miss Gail, with baby. With Miss Gail, and said that the comments about how the, the skin color of Archie did not come from the queen or um, Harry's grandfather. Who did they come from? They didn't say. Because, uh. you know, Harry was like, I'm not going to, you know, damage anybody. I don't want to put that out there. But according to Oprah, she said this morning that Harry wanted me to, if I had the opportunity to speak about it, to say it was not my grandmother and it wasn't my grandfather. So that narrowed the pool down to about three people. And that's either his father, his brother, or Kate. Well, real talk, the queen and 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 Prince, uh, uh, what's what's the king's name? Uh, uh, her husband's name, Charles. not the son. That's the son. Is the uh, daddy's Philip. name? Charles? Prince. They about two hundred. They might not know who in the house for real. No way. You, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they might need a premature pill or some shit because they might not know who all up in there. They're a little old. Let's be real talk. Um, I don't even know who was disgruntled about it. And I love that Harry and them just got out. It's just better for the children. Now they're having another baby. It's mm -hmm. also better for their spirit. Just, don't yeah. like, she can't live with all that chaos and all that stress that she's pregnant. The baby will be stillborn or she'll have a, a miscarriage or something. It's just too much. Especially when you feel like your life is in danger or, or is in peril. Thank you, Harry, for sticking up for your wife. More men yeah. need to do that. I see it when I see it. And she was suicidal, too, to, yeah. to make it all worse. You know what I mean? Suicidal, asked for help, and was like, I need I need some assistance. And everybody was like, I don't know what to tell you. You just got to figure it out. Well, if you've never seen the papers, the tabloids over there, they dogged it. They called her all, every name you could possibly yeah. think of. They, and she's an attractive woman. They, they tore her in half. Your constitution has to be very strong in order to take some of the stuff that they're going to throw at you when you're thrust into that position. And she didn't want it. And that's what I, that's a great synopsis to go into the next thing. But she didn't, just like, you know, me and Maddie was on last week and she said that she was thrust into being an LGBTQ act activist. I don't mm -hmm. feel like I was thrust into anything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. If it's something that's important to me or I think it's important for the cause, I'm going to speak on it. If it's not, guess what? I'm not. And she didn't want to do it. I don't blame her. Let's see if we can bring somebody in and let's see. I don't blame her. Right. I wouldn't have did it either. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Sweating. Oh, my God. Michelle. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again, people. That's the motto of the day. Happy Listen. International Women's Day, everybody. So we were talking about Meghan Markle, obviously. Oh, yeah. Mm. That, um, she and Harry had with Oprah. 
What is it yeah. like? What is the backlash? What is the vibe over there in England? What's well, happening? It's funny because of the time difference. At, the, at this present moment, it's actually being shown live here in the UK. So if you can see, it's on the TV here. So the oh, wow. England are just seeing the interview now. It started um, about half an hour ago. But um, we've had, obviously, little snippets from when you had it yesterday from the American media. And let me tell you, England has gone crazy. For I was up from 6 o'clock this morning. And... Um, Straight from the off, the backlash over here, the negative, basically, the British press over here are damning Meghan, they're damning Harry, they're calling them traitors, you know, it's such um, a twist of fate in a sense, because like, you know, yes, when we kind of had hope, I, I personally wasn't a fan of Meghan, but when she became a member of the royal family, I gave hope for the establishment because the British establishment has always been inherently racist. The problem is the British establishment will never acknowledge that. They will duck, dive, go around, not even discuss, you know. But as a black woman born in England, I'm 53, I've lived all my life in England, I can tell you... England has always been inherently racist. I personally, you know, I've only had one person, and this was when I was maybe about 38, I had this old man, I was walking into a post office, a very old English man, and he called me a black bitch. The first time anyone's actually said that to my face, but I didn't say nothing to him because he was an older man. And anyhow, you go and cuss an older man in England, you know, I'm going to be the aggressor, even though he was the aggressor towards me. But you have to understand England's history. It's not like the American history where you've got your slavery. Our history was more, they invited us over here from like the 60s when our parents came over. But although they invited us to do their menial jobs, the problem is the white people that are here, they didn't want, they didn't want to know. There used to be a sign on pubs, no dogs, no blacks, no Irish. Do you know what I mean? So you can imagine that inherent racism is still living in this 21st century. Even though we have a lot of multicultural relationships in England, I'm not speaking for America, you know, we have a lot of, you know, multicultural relationships, but the, the, the problem isn't necessarily with the, the, the modern kids moving forward, it's with their parents, with their grandparents. That is still embedded in their, let's say, psyche. And so when you have someone like Meghan that's married Harry, Harry was considered a rebel anyway. But the problem is there's too many differences to the way his mother was treated and how they treated Diana. But the problem is with the British press, they would never acknowledge Meghan was, is being treated the same way as Harry's mother was treated. And sadly, because of all the situation, she lost her life because of it. Um, the firm, as Meghan mentioned it, which is the British monarchy, it's a very in-house, we will never know the realities, what goes on behind closed doors. And let me just say, as a black woman, I personally have been to Buckingham Palace three times. My dad was given an MBE, the member of the British Empire, back in 2012. I've met the Queen personally. I've met members of the royal family due to um, my, my job. 
but the problem is um, when you meet them, yes, they smile, they will shake your hand. That's the public, the publicity side of it. When you go behind closed doors, it's a very different side. And you remember, um, Meghan was one royal. You don't forget, you also had Fergie. Um, Ferguson, she was married to um, Andrew. She had issues with the royals. She went to America. They damned her in America. I just hope that, you know, the problem with now, I keep saying at the end of the day, you've got two issues. You've got Harry and Meghan. They are family. The Queen is um, Harry's grandmother. So you've got a family side of things and you also got a monarchy side of things. The family side of things, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, Harry, Harry and Meghan will stay together. They will, you know, strive forward. Um, she's obviously expecting her second child, which I believe is a girl. She's got Archie, which is seventh in line to the throne, let's not forget. If anything happens to the other members, Archie will be King of England. So let's not forget that. And, um, but the actual monarchy itself, it's a hard institution. And, yeah, I'm sorry, it is still in Hemplacious. There was a lady on TV, Dr. Shola Ammer. She basically, you know, um, let it be known to the world how racist England is. But right now, the backlash is terrible because a lot of the media is saying, oh, no, there's no racism in England. We love everybody, you know, kumbaya, but it's a whole well, lie. Well, let me, let me ask you a few <laughs> things, Michelle. So... Yeah. First, um, you touched on, you said you originally didn't like Megan. Why, why did you originally not like her? No, I, I see this. I didn't like Megan because of who she, you know, she was to me. She was just, you know, she, you know, like she's a celebrity. She, I didn't watch Suits. I didn't think about her. But I like the fact. Anything I, I, I began to like Megan more as a person, not because of what she'd done as an actress or you know, a model, whatever. I, I, I wasn't necessarily in, you know, awed over her work. But I like the fact that you know, she kind of she stuck it out. She came. She stayed in it. She tried to live in England. She um, obviously with Harry, it's a step, you know. Okay. We have to in England. We have to claim what we claim, and for us, she was, you know, although she's mixed heritage, she's still a black woman. So for mm -hmm. us, it was a, a step forward that you know at least the monarchy has maybe opened up the doors for a biracial relationship. But you know, it was always going to be difficult from the off because. Yes, before, when they were dating, the media was very negative. Then they got married, everyone loved them. And then once they decided to say they're going to go and live in Canada first, then move to America, that's when, you know, people over here called them traitors and everything else. When she has this baby, Michelle, this little girl, yeah. all she needs <laughs> to do is name that little girl Diana, Ooh. and the mm. entire country of England will forgive her. Yeah. And the and queen gonna have to go sit her old ass down, and that old broad Camilla, and that old mm -hmm. that old player who ain't gonna never be the king, Prince Charles. Cause I think that she would die before she allowed Prince Charles to be the prince. I think that's yeah. the only reason he has not she has not appointed him. She knows mm. that he does not has what have what it takes. I wish we had an yeah. argument over here because we just put up with four years of bullshit. But you know we literally, didn't, we, uh, yeah, literally. But we, <laughs> we didn't do that. But if she has a daughter and she's supposed to be mm -hmm. having a girl, if she names that baby Diana, England gonna forgive everything. They gonna forget. They gonna tell the queen to go sit her ass down somewhere. Yeah, but you you have to. No, but no, sorry, I'm curious, though. I'm curious, though, because we, we talk about, you know, history on this side in, in America. We all know that yeah. history is very westernized and the stories not yeah. told properly in terms of who did what, civil rights, those sorts of things. So I'm curious, is yeah. Queen Charlotte talked about 
in England as being a black queen. Like she was the first black queen. I feel like nobody talks about no. that. Like it's not Listen. Like, <laughs> like there was a, a black no, queen no. There, there, there was a black queen. You, you have a little bit more um, information on that. There was a black queen, but it's never been. It's never been, let's say, publicized. Because you have to bear in mind, the Queen's family itself is full of Germans and Greeks. Right. You know, England itself is, 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 if you call about a British monarchy, we've never really had one. Because even the Queen's family is not actually British. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the monarchy itself never started from, you know, a, a solid base for England. It's always been other countries running this country. It just so happens that due to the fact that, bearing in mind, you talk about racism and, you know, being difficult, they, you mustn't forget Edward and Mrs. Simpson. He abdicated his throne for love of his woman, and the British people didn't want him to be there because she was American divorcee. And back in mm -hmm. them days, it was not good to be married to a divorcee, and he actually abdicated which then led in a roundup way for our queen to become queen. So there's always been a dark side of the monarchy, pushing out what they don't like to one side, keeping it, you know, under the carpet, you know, putting people in, you know, seclusion so you can't speak. They have a great way of gagging you in, you know, the monarchy. So Harry himself is right when he says his brother, his dad, they are all basically, they're chained into that whole society. They, ref they like it in a sense. The queen is born of duty when you're born of duty and that's all you know that's all you live and prince um, charles again closest to the queen he was born of duty william has kind of followed his dad's footsteps so he is that man where he will be king one day and kate will be queen and then obviously his children will be you know heirs to the throne but you know you've got to understand duty is one thing i think harry because of megan decided that duty, that line was too much for me to, in order to keep my, my love, my life, my wife's sanity, our baby safe, you know, and secure. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I yes, agree honey. with all of that. Good cause, God. Because, I mean, Harry said that in the interview, too. He said, I was seeing history repeat itself. I was seeing a lot of yeah. things that my mother went through, my wife yeah. was going through, and I understood that something had yeah. to change. And he said yeah. that's why he resented his father so much because his father was going through the same thing he was and wasn't being understanding. And you so, know, um, mm. there's a there's a lot of dark history. I know you guys have to program the royal. Now, I take that with a pinch of salt, but there are some threads of truth in that series. But really? at the end of the day, oh, yeah, this. I mean, Prince Charles, he was having Ooh. an affair with Camilla long before Diana. You know, that was, she was a married woman when he was having an affair with her. You know, um, Diana herself, she was having an affair once she realized Prince Charles was um, with Camilla. You know, he, he loved that woman, but he had to marry Diana because Diana was a woman of status. Prince Charles could not marry Camilla because she was a divorcee. You know, it's that same, same like um, Prince William and Kate. Technically, in our, not my eyes, but in the monarchy eyes, Kate is a commoner. Prince William married a commoner. The papers didn't like her in the beginning. They met at university. He loved her. They, they let, you know, after a bit of grooming, they said they could marry. Prince Harry met Meghan, American TV star, you know, a socialite. They didn't want that in their, their family, let alone in the monarchy. But they've got it. Now he's got two children with her. That's a problem. You know, God forbid, in touch wood, nothing happens like the mother. Because Prince Diana, she tried to leave. She was going up with Dodie, Dodie Fayad. They didn't want that to happen. She was in a, a relationship room. She lost her life because of that.
So that, you think yeah. about Megan being, you know, she's not talking out of any just because people keep saying, you know, oh, she's trying to ruin the monarchy. I don't believe that. There's a truth to what Megan is saying. I do believe that. It's just over here, the British people are trying to say, oh, it's not real. But Diana was the first woman to say it is real. It does happen. She said she had depression. She said she had suicidal thoughts. This was Prince Harry's mother. So well, can you imagine the poor boy? Let me, <laughs> let, well, can see if you can debunk this last theory or rumor that I've heard about part of the reason why Diana was actually killed. Because, like you said, they were having their own separate affairs. And it was rumored that she was actually pregnant with yes, that was a rumor, yeah. Baby, but he was of Arab descent. And yes, it, that's Jodie Fayyad, yes, it, that's it right. It made me kind of do a parallel because she was pregnant with this baby of Arab descent. He was going to be a, possibly a child who yeah. was a darker hue. But you, you have to also know the history behind that relationship. Jodie Fayyad is a son of Al Fayyad. His father owns Harrods, which is a very big retail store in here. They're born of money. However, they would not give his father a British citizenship because although he has lots of investments in England, so they kind of snub him, although they take his money, but they won't let him live here legally. That's the father, mm. who's a very rich man. The son, Jodie Fayyad, was dating Diana. There was rumors, I do not know myself, I wasn't with her in the car, that she was pregnant. And also due to the establishment, that was why they killed her, because they did not want her, because bear in mind, Prince William and Prince Harry were always going to be in line to the throne. If she had a, 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 a second, a third child, from it would be half-brothers to the, king, the kings of England. They can't mm. have that in the monarchy. It's too much Deep. shame for them. So they oh, have to brush it away. I used to think that I was born of royal descent. I'm so glad I'm old project bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%.
Identity theft protection starts here. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. I'm glad I wasn't born in a monarchy, girl. That's too much work. That's all they need, an old tranny. Oh, my son is a tranny. We gonna, well, They said they wanted a queen, so even if I was born a king, they said they wanted a queen to rule the country. Hey! Listen, listen. I'm, we going to try to bring Nick in here. But while, while we're bringing Nick in here, I do. I let's, queen. let's do a quick history lesson, too, just about Queen Charlotte, since nobody seems to really know who she is. Queen Charlotte, uh, she was known as Charlotte of Mecklenburg, or Sophia Charlotte. Uh, she was born May 19th, 1744, and lived to November 17th of 1818, and was the queen consort of the British King George III. So she married George III on September 8th of 1761, and they were married until her death. And as George's wife, she was also the electress and latter queen of Hanover. So mm -hmm. it's shocking to me that you know, similar issues that we face on this side of the aisle in terms of, you know, history not being told properly is the same thing that's happening over in England because, like I've said before, Charlotte was black. You know, they've said that uh, North Carolina, that Charlotte was named after Queen Charlotte. And then also, too, I don't know if you guys have seen the series Bridgerton, which Shondaland just created. That queen in the series is black, and her character is based off of Queen Charlotte. So, anyway, Nick, welcome. Hey, guys. Nice got you here. Hey, you know what? Just so you all know, we were all here. We could all see you all, but you all were not hearing us for some reason there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know but, what happened. I updated the app. We'll figure it out. Now. You know, you also mentioned um, Diana. You know, William already uses Diana's name and uh, baby Charlotte's name. So they've already used Diana. You just can't use Diana as a first name. It's not the first name. No, it can't be the first name. That's not allowed. But uh, they already use, they already remember remembered Diana uh, with baby Charlotte. So uh, that's like uh, let me tell you something. Harry and, and Meghan do what the hell they want to do. It'll be the first name over here. It might not be the first name over there, but it'll be first name over here. <laughs> and I, I think it's good too. And even you know, watching the interview, they said that things feel more normal now. Like they they've come out and said that the Queen they have a great relationship with the Queen. Harry praised his grandmother. Um, Megan praised, you know, his grandmother and said that she's very kind and they don't have to worry about formalities and everything, that the relationship has gotten better. Um, but he talked about how his relationship with his brother, Harry, did talk about his relationship with William is strained and how his father stopped taking his calls at one point and there's a lot of healing and mending to do. So in a lot of ways, I think that maybe this whole skin color conversation with the baby is maybe stemming from the father because of maybe past whatever relationships he had to deal with with Diana. That's what I'm really starting to conclude because they yeah. narrowed down the scope. Air, uh, Oprah narrowed down the scope for us. So, and you know what's funny with that 
it, what, what's funny with that, and, and work with me here and follow my logic, I didn't even, and, and I know color and everything is, is complicated and nuanced, but I didn't see her as a black woman initially uh, in, in my view of what black women look like. Like she, Rashida Jones, Mariah Carey, black woman isn't the first thing that comes to mind for me, only speaking for Nicholas. So if you're offended by that shade of black, somebody like Naomi Campbell didn't have a chance because I'm thinking at least they are uh, more appeasing to many. Um, I have never been confused for anything but black. But Flame and I have still been places where people are like, well, Flame, what, what is Flame? Flame, you're what and what? I've never had the luxury. I've always been, oh, he black. But here's the kicker. With, with black people, even with light skin, because as, as bright as Lauren is, Lauren can get with a man, with a black man of just a brown, your, your color brown, but... You know, maybe the great grandmother or something. With black people, the the kid could take on that pigmentation because sometimes it comes through the lineage, not Absolutely. necessarily right from the parents. So I'm sure that they were feared of that. And if the next baby comes out, because the mother is brown. Uh, yeah. You know, Megan Markle's mother She's is chocolate. brown. Yeah. The daddy white, but the mother is brown. If that baby come out brown, bitch, you think they mad over there across the pond? Let that baby come out looking like Kizzy. Baby, understand me when I tell you that baby the queen gonna start kicking the shit out the cat and everything else. <laughs> well, well, there's we've we've seen instances. Well, when there's instances of that in my family because like my grandmother is from Mexico and she's the darkest of the bunch. Her whole family really is of a lighter hue. They're more like my skin complexion are a little lighter but she was you know known as the black sheep of the family because she was so dark and she was ridiculed a lot for it to the point where she didn't want to you know do things like pass her heritage her mexican heritage along to like my father um and his siblings because in my father's the example too he's the darkest of the bunch as well considering <laughs> his two parents are very very light so um and I mean, even if we look at celebrities like uh, Tia Mari and her husband, um, Adam, yeah. you know, the son came out Adam's color, but their yeah. daughter is, she's got some melanin to her. So you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Race is, race is so nuanced, but I, in, in deference to the queen, I will give her a pass that she may have feared that baby come looking like Nicholas. And she's like, what just happened? You know, that would have been a tough one to explain. But it. they said it wasn't her though, Nick. They said uh, it wasn't the grandmother. That made the uh, accusations. Yeah, not only that, we're also finding out that's true. It wasn't the grandmother, that the grandmother really doesn't run things, that she too, in many ways, is a victim of the firm. Well, I just told y'all her and uh, what's the husband's name? Philip is about 300 years old between the two of them. They don't, know, <laughs> they don't even know each other. They just walking past each other all day digging in butlers and shit. <laughs> the hell? They don't know each other? Child, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh-uh. You all, you know, this is just, it's been an interesting week. I think I also just have to, in that interview, once again, recognize, Flame, you and I have had this conversation, how amazing, in my opinion, and solid of an interviewer Oprah Winfrey is. Oh, Miss Oprah is um, undeniably one of the best. Oprah, I, I still say this, Brian Gumbel, just two of the best. And I just think that Oprah did that interview with such grace. And I never felt like it was a setup or a gotcha moment. Um, I just think that it was just delivered and done so well. Uh, the only thing I could have done without, and this is just me, you guys, I think chicken coops are the nastiest thing. Like, I didn't need to see Oprah running around the chicken coop. 
that bothered me and and that 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 stuck with me that 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 stuck with me wow was you afraid she was gonna wash her meats <laughs> my mother grew up with wild chickens running around as a little girl and she talks about how her my uncles would take a chicken and just snap the neck and they would eat that chicken that night and I'm like, uh, Mom, I would have preferred the chicken that walked across and just died on its own. But that's how they, they killed it. And literally, chickens running around with a broken neck. Did you see that? Did you experience that Absolutely happening not. in front of you? Okay. No, I, I did not. I But my mother grew up. Uh, as much very... chicken as Nicholas eats, if Nicholas would have saw that, that nigga would have never ate another piece of chicken. Yeah, I, 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 I chicken every day. I will honestly say that. this. If I, if I had to slaughter and kill my own meat, I, I probably would be a vegetarian. I probably would. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, don't come to my house because I'm shooting everything if I'm hungry. Shit. <laughs> well, let, let me just say this about Oprah. I feel like, and there's nothing negative to, well, it might be negative to say about her, but I feel like in a way she's kind of trying to also redeem some of the things that she's done in the past with some of her ventures. And I'm talking about like the Michael Jackson thing. And she kind of went after Russell Simmons and, I think I'm glad to see that it seems like she's almost kind of on this path of trying to bring light to things in terms of this whole soul series that she's doing in this interview. So I'm kudos to Oprah because I was feeling a little indifferent about her for a minute um, when all these sexual assault scandals were happening and she kind of really didn't speak on her friend Harvey Weinstein. So I'm glad to see that she's kind of trying to shift the trajectory of what she's doing. You know what's there funny about that? There was a whole that. lot in that. But wait a minute, you know what, you know what? I kept it ambiguous. You know what's funny ambiguity? about that, Lauren, is only black women attack Oprah about that. Only one. But she was wrong. Only black women. Only black women attack Oprah about that. But she was wrong. Well, well I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying whether she was right or she was wrong. What I'm saying is that only black women attack her about those, the Harvey Weinstein, about the Russell Simmons, about the Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Only black women. Uh, and maybe a couple of black gay men, but mostly only black women. <laughs> because and I don't know what that is. Because for one, at one point in time, Oprah was women's hero, you right. know. And but but then she broke off. So you have to look at how the time when she started off. She was a AM Chicago little fat black ball here lady in Chicago with the oversized sweaters and woo woo woo. Uh, she grew. And Oprah grew quickly and caught on, and then the white women caught on, then black women caught on, then everybody loved her. Then Oprah went through a channel phase where she discovered her blackness and who she was, and then black people were saying that she was too white, and white people were saying that she was going a different direction. I'm telling you, you can never please everybody, but uh, what I do like about Miss Oprah Winfrey, Miss Okra, girl, Ms. Oka get the big guest to come in. She make you feel so comfortable. You want to sit down and have a conversation with Oprah. Kind of like T.T. Jan. You just want to tell her everything. <laughs> now, personally, Oprah, I wouldn't tell you everything. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. We're going to keep it pushing. And you didn't have no heels on. You sit down. You could have had some heels on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that to say I, I, I'm liking the trajectory of what she's doing yeah. now because I was looking at her a little sideways. And if, you know, it's just us black women that said it. Uh, it, is. it really was only but black women that helped I that. think she was very wrong especially with the michael jackson thing it came out it wasn't true and that's why hbo pulled it can that's i just say that i'm so glad that i never watched that if, like you said about yeah. snapping the neck on the chicken i never wanted and and and, and i made jokes about michael jackson at the time because it was just what we did as com comedians because that was what was in the news that's yeah. what you do when it's in the news you make fucking jokes about it but i never thought that he did anything with those children in a sexual capacity i really yeah. never thought that it just 
some shit just don't sit well, and that just never sat well with me. But I'm glad I didn't watch that thing because I didn't want that negative condensation in my head because I will never not listen to Michael Jackson's music. I will never not listen Ever. to R. Kelly's music because Ooh. I know who they are. I know. Ooh. I'm sorry. Ooh. I fuck. I know what R. Kelly did, but Ooh. his music is great. His music brings people together. I'm not knocking his talent. I'm talking about who he is as a person. We ain't talking about that nigga's talent. I would leave them with my daughters or nothing, but y'all. Well, the deal is, I don't know any adult you, some strange man, you would leave your children with. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think there's that to be tied into it as well. Uh, Michael Jackson, just to put a button on that, I totally, I totally agree with the flame. Like I, I, I will die a Michael Jackson fanatic. Like I love Michael. So, uh, but touching on that, I do believe that everyone who who, who claims to be a victim deserves to have a space to be heard. I yeah. really do. And their experience and, to be acknowledged. Yeah. No matter yeah. how, you know, how tragic or how you yeah. know minute somebody may think it is, I think you always have to acknowledge somebody's experience no matter what it is. And that's what we were talking about even with Andrew Cuomo uh, uh, and these women. Well, I want I got a question. I, and if I sound <laughs> stupid, just please slap me if I sound stupid. I want to know what it now condense I mean, what is the measure or equation of rape, of rape or inappropriate? We we hug, mm -hmm. you know. Right. My, my penis may lay on Lauren's leg because Lauren, no, I'll never wear no drawers. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that is that a sexual? You know what I mean, Lauren? I, yeah. where, where do we where do we say it's not? Kendall is here. What if Kendall was on the phone talking to his girlfriend, and they were having an in depth conversation, but we were all leaving, and he hugged Lauren and. Kendall's Woody was laid up on Lauren Thigh. Would Lauren go two years, eight years later and say, oh, I was sexually harassed? The, the, the hard dick wasn't even for you. That was for somebody else. I remember a colleague of, of, of mine saying once, and I think that we overcomplicate it. It's simple. If you wouldn't do it to your mother, don't do it to someone else. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It's I too much. Want, I don't want, I, I don't think that any time you have, um, and unfortunately, I do believe the onus of professional and personal responsibility lies with the person who happens to be that person's supervisor. You don't get to, unfortunately, move in a space in 2021 where you're not aware that the dynamics have changed. Women are no longer sitting back, allowing you to touch and grab them just because you didn't know. Well, brother, you need to educate yourself because women are speaking up and they're not having it anymore. Well, Nicholas, I know well, you look, you work in you work in the news, you work in media, and I know you, and I'm speaking your personal business, everybody know it any damn way. You don't know, you always free balling, and you are a very well endowed man, Nicholas. And so when you hug you, you have hugged me, and I felt you, your shorty tapping me on my shoulder. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. We're, we're not, not having this conversation. conversation. No, 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 but what I'm saying is that what if you you go back to your when y'all go back to the newsroom and it's a new lady there you hug her and she feel you on her and then she says that you sexually harassed her this is what i'm saying it's not even about right. that somewhere it has to draw the line or we're gonna get it's gonna everything is gonna be inappropriate you can't fucking say hello to somebody oh you look good oh you look good today oh so yeah. you telling me i was ugly yesterday everything <laughs> you you know what i mean you just ne never gonna know how to take a damn compliment well, Flame, <laughs> Flame, last week you looked really good. I look good today. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I think in a lot of ways that maybe it, it is getting a little out of overcomplicated. Oh my god, yeah, it's crazy. Because, because my thing is this: like, if somebody reaches out for a hug and I don't want to hug you, I give you a polite shoulder tap. We're not even gonna do that, right? 
So, and if I... <laughs> Oh shit! Y'all, uh, Lauren, destroy the studio. Flame is done. You're out of here. Flame, Flame is, is trying done. to destroy the studio, everybody. I've been trying to keep it together, and just my efforts, my God. But um, it's, it's them big hands. Listen, um, but yeah, I, I'm just saying, I'm, I don't. It's hard because I and I, I understand the other part of it too. It's like you know, he's your supervisor. You don't want to offend somebody. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I just. I need more information at this point. That's all I'm saying. Because, like, to what we've been talking about, one of the accusers is saying, oh, well, he hugged me, and I could tell he was aroused. Well, what does that mean? See, well, I'm going to say this. I, I think that investigation will play itself out. My simple, my simple idea is this. This is what I believe. That if you are in a position where it could even possibly be misinterpreted, it would behoove you to operate with the most reserved behavior. That's all. I have supervisors who do not even meet with people one-on-one. -on -one. There's always someone else in the room. Just well, because yeah. things have just changed. And I, I would just suggest that Governor Cuomo, who has supposedly, according to reports, a history of running an office that is full of machismo and has been super aggressive, whatever that means to different people, um, should have seen this coming or should have known that this could be a problem. So I don't believe it came out. Uh, I'm going to agree yeah, with that I'm because first of all, when you said that if I've got to work with you, I don't want to be at work doing my job and have to be on high alert because of your overly sensitive ass, not you personally, but you know that I'm worried about whether you're going to come out. We, we cannot live like this. This is why everybody is already on 2000 right now. Everybody is on edge. Everybody's got a, a nail up their butt because we've been stuck in the house for a year. Mm -hmm. Nobody can work. And now all of this, we got too much time on our hands to find petty. And we find it every piece of petty we can. Some of us need to just shut our internet off because we keep finding shit that ain't there. You keep trying to create shit that ain't there. I I, I don't know how I'm going to feel at work, but I don't want to walk around and be like, I can't say to Lauren, oh my, hello, good morning, beautiful. Oh my God, he offended me. He never calls me by my name. He calls me beautiful or sweetheart or the dumpling pile. Bitch, I may say anything. Shit, you know my ignorant mouth, man. What's up, punk pimping? What's up, bro? Y'all not offended. You females especially. You ain't offended by another woman or another dude calling you, bro. You damn sure ain't offended by no man calling you sweetheart or cutie pal or miss lady or baby girl. See, find out what you're going to be mad about first, goddammit, and then come over here with that bullshit. Oh, y'all get in my nerves. Let me just scratch my wig. But here. you know, Clay, <laughs> I, I think uh, things just change, and, and I, I just think that uh, Governor Cuomo uh, really should – in in many ways, um, again, be open to this investigation, and we'll see how it, we will see how it plays. He's out. been he's, he's been very, very open vocal. to it, and yeah. he even it, he said, you know, if I offended somebody or made somebody feel uncomfortable, I apologize. And I think that's very important. You have to acknowledge somebody's experience. Mm -hmm. You can't. He's not denying anything, but he's saying if I did something, it was not intentional. This is my background. Laura, at one point, he supposedly said to the young girl. Have you ever had sex with an older man? Lord, I'm, I think that's a little inappropriate to do. I mean, but that's if he said that, though. Like, if, if that, okay, if he said that, that's fine. But I'm just saying, there's, I think it's convenient that, you know, Cuomo is becoming the sacrificial lamb on all subjects from COVID to now sexual assault. But you got people like Jim Jordan, who have has so many sexual assault cases against him. Nothing is being said about him. Nobody's or, calling for or, him to or, resign. Or that, that he knew wrestlers were being molested or, or sexually assaulted, right? And with...
with Governor Cuomo, you know, I think the the biggest caveat in all this is that do you remember you all? Let's go back maybe six, seven months. Do you remember how people were saying we should replace Biden and it should be Cuomo on the ballot? Do you all remember how people were so in love with him? Can you imagine where we would have been had because Democrats are fickle? We, we, we've talked about this, how they're gung ho and then they, they forget the next shiny object. Right. That if we're putting Cuomo, who we want to resign in the same box as Al Franken, uh, who, in my opinion, I don't think is anywhere near this. I think that we're all over the place on what is and is not uh, something that is a fireable offense. I don't know. I'm just curious to see what the AG ends up saying. That's yeah. that's where I am on this issue. I, I bet you Andrew at Cuomo at home, cut here Italian. You know he cussing like a sailor, baby. I know he cussing everybody out. Mm -hmm. First of all, I ain't gonna never get mad at him about asking somebody in their twenties has they ever had sex with somebody younger than them. Because guess what? <laughs> I, I ask that question all the time. <laughs> well, on that note, let's let's take this Shit. opportunity to segue because we already talked to we just mentioned Joe Biden. Um, Nick, do you want to introduce the um, phenomenal or momentous occasion that uh, Biden had this weekend in terms of uh, working on exciting a new executive order? All right. That's right. We were talking about the voting. In fact, we were talking about how President Biden has uh, signed executive order directing U.S. agencies to promote voting access. Um, and this falls on the anniversary of Bloody Sunday uh, when Alabama state troopers brutally attacked peaceful protesters fighting for the right to vote as they crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma. Why is this important? You and I were just talking about, the three of us have talked about offline how we all got really excited for the general election, then we got excited for the Georgia Senate runoff. And what we are learning is that uh, there are several bills moving through different states' legislators to restrict, repeal, or remove voting in many areas where Republicans, it is argued, believe that um, their ability to win an election the way things stand now are severely compromised. What does that mean? That means that they believe there should be a rollback of things like mail-in voting, a rollback of collection sites that can take the ballots for older people and maybe bring them in because they say these things open themselves up to fraud. There's even legislation moving forward right now in the state of Georgia that would make it illegal for me to bring you a chair or water as you stand in line waiting to vote. That passed. No, that passed last week. That passed. So there you go. There you go. So, so this is why Joe Biden and his move to uh, secure voting rights and make them equitable across the 50 contiguous United States, uh, the 49 contiguous United States and, and Alaska. That is uh, that, that is, is absolutely important that we that we have an opportunity for everyone to know that their vote will count, period. Sorry, I just had to block somebody. Um, but no, I, sorry, I, I just had to block somebody. Sorry. Um, I didn't even see it. <laughs> I had to block somebody. Um, but no, I think that, you know, the world is changing, the world is evolving, and we're just going to be very honest here that there's no, um, there, there's a certain group of people on the far right that are really trying to hold on to this whole purebred, pure blood, American, white is pure, like this whole concept. And 
even today, you know, we see that six Republican senators are not running for reelection because they're trying to open the door for more of these Trump-like thinkers to come into office. So I think in a lot of ways, you know, people that feel like our history is, you know, the, the Confederacy and all of these different things are trying to hold on to this idea. And these are a lot of the Republicans that we now have in the House and some in the Senate as well. We talked about, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're trying to hold on to this concept. And through that, they're like, well, you guys are trying to learn the system of how voting works because we suppressed you all, people of color, for so long. Um, we've got to put some more, you know, bills in place to get that control back because they are. They're really losing the control in terms of voting because you've got people like Stacey Abrams. You've got people like Common that are going on the ground. Um, you've got all these different influential figures that are really starting to educate people and allow them to understand just because you were incarcerated, you still have the ability to vote. You know, just because this happened to you, you know, you still have the ability to vote. These are your rights. People are learning the system. People are understanding how the system works. And these far right individuals, whether they be political figures or not, are upset about it. So they're trying to figure out how we can maneuver so that way they can still hold on to this construct of we need to stay in power. And to Flames, Flames girl, Amy Coney Barrett just heard a case and she shot down the Republican uh, attorney, the, the, the attorney fighting for uh, to, to change and limit these rules. She's like, so exactly what would this, what problem are we solving that does not exist? And, and so they, they're just struggling to, to answer that. And it's just, it's interesting because the simple truth is this. I genuinely believe you have a, you have those who are watching the world change, Lauren, like you just said, and are uncomfortable with that change. It can't, in some cases, I don't even know that they know that their uh, lack of willingness to accept the browning and, and darkening of America, um, to not even hear and want to give those, like, I think they're fine with me, you and Flame, if we stay in our place. The, but, but, what, but, but I think that, you know, talking back and wanting to be heard and now you're like, wait a minute, you don't get to touch me without my permission. Whoa, wait a minute. I don't have a place. <laughs> so, no, you do have a place. There are people who are fighting for you even if you're not fighting for yourself. Now, now that's the truth. But by societal standards, though, I could agree with what Flame's saying. She doesn't have a place. By societal standards, if we're going to really talk about I it. I ain't got all I completely disagree. Society is. I, I think, I think, I think strong black fathers always have a place. And, and, and because I didn't have a father growing up. So I, I, I complete, forget all that. I'm talking about the-, the This one I'm talking that. about. We ain't talking about the father. I'm yeah, talking I'm about this talking girl. About oh, <laughs> no, oh please, are you kidding me? I ain't got a place as a black person. Baby, mm -hmm. let me tell you something. I, we, I need these people to stop thinking that anything is pure bread. Ain't no more 100% pure Aryan shit because your great, 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 and great granddaddy could not stay his ass up out of Mammy Bells, uh, Kizzy Sue, uh, Be Becky Ann, when whoop the doop this room, and they nope. wasn't even ha they hadn't even had their first period. They was in there raping those children. It started in lineage back then, so they was raping the kids, and then they was making the kids have the, so they could have a baby. They was having their own babies. So ain't no pure shit. We all mixed up with a little something, something, just a little bit though. But I think but to, what you're saying though, that's the 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 ideal the construct of that is slowly deteriorating and it's scaring a lot of people that's what and it is Stacey abrams is working on a new project now i believe it drops next week or so lauren uh that uh, talking about the voting and all of that and and 
we are still working to black folk black folks black folks that's on here that's listening baby if you know somebody that's 17 or gonna be turning 18 by the time it's time to vote get them registered now make sure you follow all the guidelines because they're running a scam like you never believed that they trying to do is it 143 or 134 laws to change yeah. it to make yeah. if we thought voting was difficult for us before this last time with all the cheating this next go round, they trying to pull a cat out of a hat hit me when i tell you right. and they are and I believe this me, this my, this what I believe. Nobody else agrees with me on this. If they don't, this I'm, I'm talking about them. I ain't asking you. I'm talking, this, this new to them too. I think that they put some shit up in y'all in this vaccine. And when they push a button, y'all ass gonna become zombies, and they are gonna be able to control y'all. And you are gonna vote the way they want you to vote, and do what the hell they want you to do because you are under some kind of. Ooh, I don't want to be under. Ooh, I want to be like Keisha in the projects. I ain't doing that. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, please pay attention to the voting rights. When I tell you that he already putting the messages out, 2022, I'm sure they're going to drop the names of who doing it. We got to come out for real. And But now they're changing so many laws, we got to make sure that everything is all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed because they're going to try to shut us down. And honestly, Nick, do you have any other thoughts on this? Because I'm going to go off no. script here. No. Well, I, I do want to go off script because I think that a great example of government persecution, I know this isn't on our list of topics, but I don't know if you guys have watched the United States versus Billie Holiday on Hulu. I, Nick, have you watched it? No. I encourage everybody to go and watch that. I know Lee Daniels, people say what they have to say about him in terms of directing and his place in Hollywood. But... I think it's, it's a film that needs to be watched because it literally talks about the latter years of Billie Holiday's life and how she was really persecuted by the government for wanting to sing a song called Strange Fruit. And history lesson, Strange Fruit was basically about all the lynchings that were happening throughout the South yeah. and how Strange Fruit were the black people hanging from these trees. So if you haven't watched it, please go and watch the film. But it, she was being persecuted by an individual called, um, his name was uh, Harry um, Anslinger, and he was a United States government official who served as the first commissioner of the U.S. Treasuries, US Treasuries uh, Department of Federal Bureau of Narcotics. And he used Billie Holiday's drug addiction against her, or as the forefront of the reason why he was going after her, but it was really because she wanted to sing the song about what was happening in the world. So... I'm just, we're talking about government persecution and different things that are happening. It just came to the forefront of my mind. Um, but I, to understand the construct of this country and uh, what the government's true intentions are, I encourage you to go watch the film. It's, it's, it's very, very, very interesting to see. And, and I'll get off my soapbox. No, that, that, that's not so bad. I think, I think all that's completely valid. It's, it sounds, it echoes themes also uh, that Sam Cooke went through. I don't know that that was unique to African-American artists during that time because many of them had a platform. Same thing with Miss Simone. Many of them had a platform and that made them a target uh, because they once again didn't stay in their place, whatever that place is. But, you know, even with that, I think it's also important to remember that there, are, there were then, there are now, I think that there have always been Americans who have believed in the promise of America and they run every hue and they're from every demographic, right? Because I do believe that this is still the country where anyone can truly be anything that they want to be. But I do believe for some, it may take more work than others, but I believe that one here really can crawl from, we were just talking about Oprah. One can come from 
a one-room shack in uh, Tuscaloosa, Mississippi, abject poverty, grow up, uh, you know, around addiction, abuse, all of that, and literally become the queen of all media. One can... Um, I don't totally agree with that. Oh. I don't. I don't. Uh-oh. I don't. I don't. I think that circumstance is a huge part of who you can be in this country. I really do. Are some people lucky and blessed? Absolutely. But I don't think that we can sit up here and say that this is the land of the free and of equal opportunity because that's just not true. It's not. No matter how much we try to fantasize about it, that's not the facts of life. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> land of the free. Y'all wouldn't be talking about that. Uh, Chauvin. What's his name? Chavez. What's the man there who Chauvin. killed George Floyd? Yeah, that that one. Land of the free. What are they? What what is going on with his case? They saying that they can't. He's not going to get a fair trial. I, yeah, I, I I think that um I personally think they will have trouble seating a jury that is impartial. Oh, um, for George Floyd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because how how will they? I'd be really interested to be part of that jury selection team. How do you find twelve people who have not seen the video or have never um had a feeling about Black Lives Matter or have never uh. You know, come on. You know, I think they come. I think they're coming into that completely wrong. I think it needs to be twelve people who have seen the video, but it needs to be twelve people who are also over the age of forty-five who have lived through some things to understand both sides of that. And now you ain't gonna make me see it. Not not you, Nicholas. Nicholas, personally, I'm talking about the people. Y'all ain't gonna make me see it no kind of way, but that it was a murder. It mm -hmm. was a murder flat out. But. Y'all need to see that when we see it, when he watching it, all of us at the same time. Because I, I just want to see what he's seeing when he looks at it. I'm sure he's seen it quite a few times his damn right. self. He lived it. He probably has replayed it in his mind. Hope to God. Every time he closes his eyes, I hope it replays in his head. Every and time. Lord, until it drives him crazy. We now know that he had like knelt on someone else's neck. So I, I think this is another example. It was common of practice. Yes, it was common practice for him. That that why why did this time get me in trouble? What happened? What what? When because it went viral. That's why it went viral. Change? Exactly. Yeah. It went viral. It needs to be twelve seasoned Americans that have seen that video, or that have lost children to a, a, a or a loved one to not just police violence, but any kind of gun violence or in, any kind of victimizing or something. Mm -hmm. And they need to judge him, and they can judge him fairly. There's only one thing to judge him on. It, it, you know. That he's guilty, period. But they could judge him fairly. Why would you show that to so, so want to get people who haven't seen that? Then, then they well, hear about it. Oh my God, I was heartbroken. I didn't know that. No, but you need to see it. We saw it. Well, they that's where the bias comes in, though. That's that's where the argument comes is that it's not a fair trial because if you get people who haven't seen it, when and I honestly I don't know if you can get somebody who hasn't seen this video. I would be very shocked. But that's where the argument comes in of it being biased because. If you have people that already have these preconceived notions about him being guilty, then it's not a fair trial. However, I'm by no means saying I think he needs to go to jail. But the issue then becomes, can you prove intent? Because that's what this whole case is going to be about, is if he intentionally meant to murder George Floyd. That's what this is. And that's why they're going back and forth between the second degree and third degree murder thing. And I believe that Ellison is trying to even add a lesser charge so that something can be done right yeah, yeah exactly so um my main concern though is even if 
Derek Chauvin does get convicted is the appeals process. That's what mm -hmm. I'm concerned about because we may get a conviction. That's going to be great. But then behind closed doors, that's when the whole appeals process happens. We saw that with, um, um, what's the woman's name in Dallas who, uh, she shot and yes. killed, uh, I'm John or, um, thank you, John Botham in Dallas. Yeah. You know, she went into his apartment and, um, shot him and she was in the wrong apartment, but she had a whole appeals process where she tried to get her conviction overturned and yeah. was honestly pretty successful. Yeah. She was. So th that's my concern. If we get a conviction, I think that that's great. I think it's probably more so going to be for the optics if the conviction happens. Mm -hmm. But then what does the appeals process look like after yeah. that? that? That's my main concern about this whole situation. Because I don't think I don't think he's going to get I don't know if you can get an unbiased jury at this point, because the real T, too, is I'll say this, that most of those. Did you say the real T? Yeah, it is. Uh, you've been around flame too long. Look at you. <laughs> but the real thing about this is most of the people that were out protesting were white. Did y'all yeah. see that? Yeah. Most yeah. of the people that were out there were not necessarily Lord, us. This goes back to my promise of America, because I believe that normal people were bothered by what they saw. I don't believe, I don't believe <laughs> normal. everybody who does not look like what that. Is I don't, believe, what, what that, I don't believe that you need to look like me in order to understand the pain and uh, inequity of what happened in Minneapolis. I really don't. And I believe that there are enough people who say, you know what? This is too much. I'm not comfortable with what I saw from my own hired police officers. I'm demonstrating in the street. That's why I believe that every day, really, you sit back and you, I am, I am completely completely in awe of how gracious and how beautiful people can be at the, at the most unexpected, you know, the places you find love when you don't expect it. I will give you that, Nick. I will give you that one. Yes, I agree with you on that one. I do. You're like, moving the on. The last one, the last one I didn't, but this one, no, I do agree with you because we've said this, the trajectory and the perspective of people in terms of race, I think is changing. People don't, white people especially don't want to be viewed as racist. The thing that unnerves me is people is, you know, if a white person comes to me and says, well, what can I do? And I'm like, I'm not I'm not here to give you a history lesson. Go do your own damn research. One. But I think that's more so the mentality of people nowadays is that what can I really do to help and not be on this other side? Because I don't want to be on the wrong side of history. So but I, think the, I think the feather, I think the pot has boiled up too much. And before the pot can simmer back down, mm -hmm. they're trying to get the boil going back again. I think way more of them are happy in the way that the last four years went. That's why so many of them came out and marched on the Capitol and did shit like yeah. that. And I think while the, while the going is hot, while it's still hot, they want to get it back in and get this nigga back in and, and keep it moving the way it was. We're going to have to fight with everything we got because they're going to try to cheat with everything that they got. And I'm telling you, we don't hold, we don't own shit. We don't hold the cars to shit. That's why I love when I see all these black entrepreneurs, Jay-Z, all these people doing all these black businesses and stuff to help us out. Because I'm telling you, it's going to become their America and our America. We already there, shit. Thank you guys who all watched uh, the T.S. Madison experience this yes. past Thursday for the launch of the show. Uh, I, I think it was wildly successful. So we're looking forward to the next episode on this Thursday. But tomorrow, make sure y'all watch Queen Sugar. Because y'all yes, ain't been watching I Queen Sugar. Y'all yeah. gotta watch my Queen Sugar. Because yeah. that's my show. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that show too. Uh, See, shout out to Oprah. There we go. Shout, there you go. Shout out to Oprah. Um, there was something else that I had I watched and I said, this is fantastic. We talked about Black Messiah. Something else. Um, 
that was really well done. And I thought coming like to America because I did watch it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Y'all say what y'all want to. I had some laugh out loud moments. Leslie <laughs> Jones and that damn Wesley Wesley Snipes <laughs> is a comedic. Wesley Snipes was very good as as a comedian in this movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I don't care what y'all say. I, I, I don't know what y'all was looking for. I enjoyed it. I wanted more Michael Blackson. I think Michael Blackson is funny. And I, I tell you, Flame, the part that I probably enjoyed the most was, again, what I felt like had to be ad lib was Eddie and all his characters in the barbershop. Uh, uh, oh, the, the, all the character scenes, Eddie is greatest characters. But I'm sorry, Arsenio's characters stole all the scenes for me, oh, especially the old witch doctor. If that wasn't the old fag, I don't know what was, baby. <laughs> Baby Winstock was an old sissy, old sissy. Yeah, no, I, well, I enjoyed it too. Well, listen, guys, thanks again. And remember, we talk about a whole lot of stuff on the show, but we are not doing anything that we are trying to upset anybody. We just want you to have fun. She yes. is. She is. Because we don't want to change your mind. We just want you to use your mind. And you got to have one because some of y'all ain't got one because I can't believe y'all doing all this Texas down there both all these stupid foolish. Let me get off this line. I'll see y'all tonight at La Love Lounge, baby, because I, I enjoyed you guys. Please follow Nick Smith News at Nick Smith News on all social media platforms. Lauren Hogan on YouTube and Lauren Armani H on Instagram and on Facebook and Monroe Flame on, on here. And just don't follow me to the grocery store because y'all don't want y'all to see me steal it. <laughs> Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.